beginning of the month is a great time to review what to plan and plan for the upcoming month. It's finally warming up and August and September can be a tricky time to plan. So planning is key to summer and fall success. Roberta and I'm living the urban farmer life in the city. I'm fitting in farm life a little bit here and there and want to bring you along with me. I want to teach you everything I learned so that you can be successful and hopefully learn from my missteps. I'll let you know what I'm doing with this almost daily farming journal podcast. Let's hear what today's entry is going to be. I've been struggling for a long time to get a regular planting schedule set. I'm very good at buying seed, probably too good, and then I hoard it. I have some seed that's almost 10 years old and won't even sprout anymore. What a waste. Well, I'm breaking that bad habit this year. I've even made it a full cycle from planting seed to collecting seed and planting them again for a second crop. Not too bad. I think I'm making a comeback. One of the secrets to success is knowing when to plant. And one of the secrets to this year's success is looking at the Master Gardener monthly planting guides. Let's go over what the Master Gardener program suggests. We'll first look at the August checklist, and you'll find this online, and I'll hopefully have a video up on the Urban Farmer Life YouTube channel soon that goes over the checklist and how to find it. This month is the middle of summer, and so the focus is planning for what can be grown into the fall. This is tricky timing, though. It's hot, and seeds and seedlings can dry up quickly if forgotten for even a day. But if we get the timing right and keep up with watering and mulching, we're going to be rewarded with fall success. Okay. So here's what you can start from seed in August. So this is listed on the August University of California Cooperative Extension Common Ground Garden Program Checklist. And they have it divided up into several sections. I usually focus on all the edibles, which is the first part of this handout. So they have uh, sow overwintering crops in August. And so there's a short list. It's beets, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, the Savoy type, carrots, cauliflower, celery, chard, endive, escarole, garlic, kale, kohlrabi, leeks, thick leaf, heading lettuces, onions, parsley, peas, white potatoes, radishes, shallots, and spinach, the Savoy types. So those particular um, overwintering crops are ones that you know, are pretty straightforward in terms of um, growing. And I actually already started a few of these. So I do have the beets and broccoli and Brussels sprouts and carrot seeds. I have some leeks. I think I have onion seeds somewhere, and I've actually just made sure that I have enough peas, but those peas are pretty old. I think they're like five years old, but I'm going to just try to grow as much as possible this year. And if they don't sprout, then at least I know, and I'm not just hoarding them for no reason. It's still the beginning of August, so I think I might wait a couple of weeks just because I got some other stuff going on, and then we'll put those into the ground. Oh, and you might hear, because I'm in Long Beach, they also have some jets that go over. Just one of the things you get to hear in Long Beach. All right. Then there are the last sowings of summer maturing um, crops in August. Those include uh, bush beans, cucumbers, oak leaf lettuce, white seed potatoes, New Zealand spinach, and squash. So it happens that I already put in, or I have the bush beans that I collected, and cucumbers. It's a Japanese cucumber that I collected seeds from. And I think this year, uh, since I'm doing better in terms of collecting seed. I want to make sure that that seed looks good and that means that I'm um, 
I'm actually going to sew them and make sure the viability is good before uh, handing them out to other people and, st and storing them. There's no reason to store a seed that's not going to sprout well. Now they go over another list of different flowers and as I'm taking a look at them, there are some that I do plan on trying to grow this year. So that includes delphiniums, hollyhocks, larkspur, lobelia, some poppies, snapdragons, and snapdragons I really, really want to get better at. They're little tiny seeds and they're kind of hard, but I did have one success this year. So that's going to be something I really want to try to focus on. And then sweet peas, of course that it's really great, but I didn't get them started in time um, last year. And then zinnias. I have a bunch of different types of zinnias now, and that was um, a success this summer. And then there are some root cuttings for flowers that I'm going to focus on. Fuchsias that, for some reason, it's just a really good memory from my mom when we used to go down to San Diego. We'd see these big fuchsia farms, so it reminds me of, of that experience. So I want to bring some fuchsias back to the house. And then wisteria, also good memories with my grandma. She had a wonderful uh, wisteria plant and it'd be nice to have one of those and then there's some trees which I still find a little bit unusual to have this on the August planting guide but they do um, have a few of them and the ones that I kind of like are ginkgo trees and Japanese maple I don't have either one of those it still seems like those are ones that you really should wait till they're dormant before planting but I really do trust these master gardener guides so I might go and if something looks good at the nursery I might get one of those. So that's what they have on the August guide. Then there's the August gardening guide written by longtime master gardener Yvonne Savio which just has a bunch of gardening gold in it. So let's take a look at some of the highlights that I'm going to focus on as I read through it. And so again this is the August gardening tips for Los Angeles County residents and I highlight a few of these areas that I'm thinking about. Uh, one of the things that this guide starts out with is that people right now probably have so many zucchini that they're regretting how many they planted and this is the fail for my 2020 year. I tried to grow zucchini. It should be simple. I even got just plain old six packs and all of mine just kind of shriveled up. I had a couple that I had a squash that I grew. That One was I think a, a golden prolific and it was so yummy but I only got one out of that plant. It's still kind of like petering around the front yard so there might be one or two more but I mean in terms of prolific it's kind of sad. And then let's take a look at a few other things here. So it says you'll have some uh, winter gold mine in your garden. You can start some seeds for overwintering crops. Okay so we already spoke about that. That was on the checklist. Then there's uh, vegetables and fruits that we can grow. So we discuss that and it's relisted in this guide. One of the things that they talk about is when you're trying to germinate some of these seeds. If you're in an area that's definitely very hot and you don't want that area to dry out because once a seed gets moist, it cannot dry out. If it dries out, it's a dead seed at that point. And so you can lay boards over the seed to help keep them moist and shade them a little bit from the hot sun. And that can help improve your germination rate. What I do is I actually, a lot of times, uh, try to put these in little pots and then put the pots into these little greenhouses that I have. I have it so that the lid's only like halfway on top so it doesn't like get to be steaming hot in there. And then there's some containers, some trays where I can water and then some of that water will kind of go into the tray and kind of allow some of the moisture to kind of wick up into the pot if it gets too dry. And then I'll do that with some carrots, some lettuce. I don't know about spinach, but I might try it again. I had a 
I haven't had a lot of success this year. Now, one of the things that's very interesting is they talk about how when you're planning your winter or your fall garden, you want to make sure that you're using areas that were with heavy feeders and follow those with light feeders. So some of the heavy feeders that I have right now are corn, cucumbers, and eggplant. Some of the other ones that are listed here that I don't have that you may have, maybe celery, endive, escarole, kale. Oh, actually, I do have some kale. I do have some okra, some pumpkins, radishes, squash, and tomatoes. So those are all the heavy feeders. And so in those areas, you'll want to follow with lighter feeders, which are carrots, chard, garlic, leeks, mustards, onions, parsnips, peppers, potatoes, rutabagas, shallots, sweet potatoes. Now the burrs. Those are more summer, um, but I do have some that I've kept from the previous year. And so all the peppers that are in the front, I probably will prune them back after, say, the winter time and maybe even before that, and then let them kind of regrow back in the spring. Because those took a while to get going. I probably only had maybe one shishito pepper on one plant, and then from these Diablo, I think, peppers, there's maybe like three or four peppers on those plants. So if I can get another season out of them, that probably would be better than trying to start again from transplants. And then you want to make sure that you are mulching all of your transplants as well as possible. If you have a city that has mulch, from wood chippings, that's a great place to get some mulch for free. And then I think our local Long Beach one still hasn't restarted any of the delivery since the COVID pandemic started. Um, but I know that actual free mulch area is still open, so I've been getting some there. Right now, you can also sow some bulb onions, which I hadn't realized you could do the sowing right now. So that's August slash September. And then uh, you'll have green onions throughout the winter time, And then you'll have some small bulb onions in late spring. So that could be fun. Oh my goodness, there's even more. So then talks about the coal crops can be started. Um, or if you have some, you can cover those to prevent any of the cabbage moths from um, taking advantage of those. Cabbage moths kind of were more of a problem last month in July. This month, I haven't seen as many for some reason. Um, you also want to make sure that if you have some corn, that you are fertilizing them, making sure that those are getting fertilized. You can hand pollinate. If you hand pollinate and you take one of the tassels or the pollens and then try to use that on the tassels, you probably want to do that in the early morning. But not 9 a.m. for ideal pollination times. Talks about making sure that you fertilize the beans, the cucumbers, eggplants, tomatoes. So those are those. And during the extra hot weather, uh, be sure that you are watering your plants well. Um, because if you do try to fertilize and they're a little bit on the dry side, you're actually going to burn the roots. So again, water first and then put a dilute um, amount of fertilizer on. I do kind of push the limits with fertilizer. I do use some of the chicken poop that's kind of in different areas of the garden because the chickens are everywhere, but you do have to be very careful. Chicken manure can be very hot, meaning high in nitrogen, and then also very salty, so you got to be careful if you're using that, and only on the heavy feeders. Oh, another recommendation, lift any melons that might be on the soil, so you want to make sure that there's not direct contact so that melon can stay, like, the outer part can stay dry and it doesn't rot. And then if you do have some of the melons, then you can also um, try to aim to stop watering those plants. It says even a week before they're ripe. And then that allows the sweetness to really concentrate. 
And then uh, for vining vegetables, you want to keep those um, picked. So cucumbers, beans, tomatoes, you want to pick them as much as possible and then the production will continue. It also talks about how for some um, plants, you may not see some fruit setting, but if it's super hot in your area, but as the temperature um, decreases, you might be able to see some fruit again when it's more closer to temperatures below 85 or below 90. Oh, another interesting tip is to try and pick your fruit about six hours before sunrise if you're trying to achieve good table stability, meaning that if you pick them when they're warm, then they're mo most likely not going to last very long. So you're going to want to eat any of those right away. But if you want them to last a little bit, or if you're giving them away to friends, then trying to pick them super early in the morning is going to give them a crop that will last a little bit longer if they're not ready to use them right away. Finding crops, keep them on their trellises. You can also pinch off any of the lead vines when it's later in the summer, and then that will encourage some side roots. Oh my goodness, it just keeps on going. You can dry some of your figs if you've got too many figs. If you have strawberries, this is the time to continue to feed them. And then at the end of um, this month, you can start to make sure that the little offshoots of your strawberries are planted so those runners can um, start rooting after you've collected all your strawberries for this summer. So if you start rooting those strawberry runners, then those individual plants will be separate plants that will do really well when it comes to next spring. All right, so that's a good tip right now. Make sure that you're allowing those runners to root, and then that way the crop, though, is going to start to taper off. Um, but overall, it's going to allow you to have more strawberries next season. And also, this is a time where you might have had some growth in the springtime, maybe some growth in the summertime from your fruit trees or other trees where you'll see some suckers or water sprouts. So you'll want to continue to trim those off. Oh, and for some of those trees that you have that are bearing fruit right now, then you want to stop um, feeding those trees at the end of this month because they need to start to go into dormancy. And then there's some other information on your flowers. And so that would be to refrigerate delphinium seeds to make sure that they are ready and chilled for the fall. Um, they are cool germinating, as are pansies, primrose, and violas, if you want to grow those. And you can even put that those seeds on a little bit of a moist towel and then put those in the refrigerator. And then after you see them start to germinate, then you can put them outside, which would be super fun. So that's the end. Granted, there is much more information. So if you want to take a look at that, um, again, go to the Master Gardener's Gardening Tips for Los Angeles County. And that will allow you to um, just get a lot of gardening gold information. Now to start planning for September, which it's always good to do ahead of time because you'll have some time to order some seed if you need to. We can take a look and there's several additions to the September checklist. And when I take a look, I think I have enough seed for all the veggies to keep me busy for a long time. Um, keeping up with the watering is going to probably be the trickiest thing for the next two months. It's a little easier now that I put in a hose in the front yard. Before I was only using gray water, so I was hand carrying it from 
either the bathroom or the kitchen outside to the front. And so that was pretty time consuming, but also I never had to have a hose out in the front yard. Mind you, that was a 10 year endeavor. So to be quite honest with all the mulching, um, I haven't really had do much watering. And so I haven't really seen much of a change. So I really wish I would have done this a lot earlier because I only have to water for about 10 minutes in the morning to keep things from getting completely um, dried out. And so it's definitely been worthwhile having this hose. But let's just go over a quick review of what you can uh, sow in September. So those are beets, bok choy, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, carrots, cauliflower, celery, chard, chervil, chives, collards, endive, garlic, kale, kohlrabi, uh, leeks, lettuce, the heading types, green onions, short day bulb onions like grano, granix, and walla walla, parsley, the flat leaf version, parsnips, peas, white potatoes, radishes, spinach, and turnips. And you can also start transplanting in September herbs, lettuce, and it does say fruit and nut trees again, which still seems a little bit strange to me, but it does say it here, so I guess it's possible. Um, but transplanting in August right now is just, it's, it starts to go too hot right now, so just hold off on that. Um, granted, I do have some things that I did not transplant in the springtime or early summer, and so I am technically still uh, transplanting. And when I do transplant something, I'm transplanting it into an area that's kind of shaded by other plants. And so then that way, I think I'm going to be able to get by with it. And it's also areas where if I dig, I see that it's still moist from um, a previous watering. So I know it's not going to dry out really quickly. And so there we go for August and September. Remember to subscribe to the Living the Urban Farmer Life podcast so you can grow what you know about growing food and caring for your furry and feathered friends. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook as the Urban Farmer Life and at urbanfarmerlife.com for posts and links to help you be successful on your own urban farm. Now go out there and grow something. Well, I hope you are planning a few things to plant this month. And if it's too warm where you are, don't worry. Sit in front of a fan and relax. If you're in Southern California, it's okay to take a break from growing this month and get a head start on your plan for September. Check out the Los Angeles Master Gardener website for those gardening tips and enjoy the sunshine. Thank you for joining me on the Living the Urban Farmer Life Journal podcast. I hope you're having fun growing what you know while caring for your soil and your furry and feathered farm friends.